Blog Talk Radio. Spencer Boyd, and we got Josh, the PR guy, back on. What's up, guys? Good to be back. So uh, bear with me. I'm a little sick, and uh, we're all up close and personal doing this podcast. Yeah, don't get me sick, man. I just got over some stuff the other day. This is our second one. So are we peeling off the rookie stripes or what? I don't know. Uh, I think Jordan Anderson told me one time you have to do something at least three times until the rookie stripe is gone. Okay. So maybe maybe after next week. Maybe. Maybe. So – we are um, – we got a few different segments. We're going to be talking about some kick-ass tweets of the week. We got Clint Boyer talking about Alex Zanardi and a tweet. And um, we're going to have Josh Balicki talking about the Rolex 24 and stock car racing. And then we'll have a – you know, we'll talk about the tweet about Dale Jr., Doug Yates, NASCAR Enduro Talk, you know, 24 hours, what something like that would look like. There's a lot of content to go over here. Yeah. So, before we get too much into things, how much of the Roll at 24 did you watch? I know you're not uh, feeling great, so I know you probably didn't stay up too late. But Probably I, in total, probably like six hours. Six but hours. I was big into the live stream, right? I thought that was cool, yep. uh, being able to watch an in-car camera. And, you know, NASCAR does the same thing, right? You can log on and, and watch different in-car cameras and different uh, – you know, different camera views from the corners and things like that. So uh, I did a lot of that and just watching uh, some different stuff. That's my dog in the background. Yep, Kimber. We just took her out. Yeah, I I stayed up, I think it was 18 hours. Um, it ended up being, let's see, so the race started around 2.30. I pretty much watched up until, uh, I want to say about 2 a.m., and then uh, fell asleep, couldn't, couldn't quite hang, and then uh, woke up around 7.30, 8 a.m. to watch the end. So I did pretty good, about 18 hours out of 24. So, uh, you know, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot more than me. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. 75% or so. <laughs> that's impressive. And you were getting over being sick. Yeah. Luckily, uh, you know, I'm starting to be on the, the uphill, feeling better, but I know – I guess I I passed it to you, and now you're not doing too good. But hopefully you'll feel better soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the dog's back inside, so she's <laughs> happy. She's happy. Which one of these three tweets was your favorite? Oh, that is, that's so tough. I mean, the Zanardi tweet was just cool. I mean, we're going to get into this in a second. That's, it's our first topic. But, um, you know, Zanardi is such an inspiration. To, to everybody, and um, we'll get into his story. But I love the idea of NASCAR involvement in the Rolex 24. So I don't, I don't know. Don't jump ahead. I, don't jump just, ahead. There's too many topics. It, it would be uh, it would be interesting because NASCAR drivers have become such good road course drivers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, heck, we got a road course driver here uh, 
joining us. Joining us, our, our buddy Josh Balicki yeah. uh, from the cold. You know what's funny is I, you know, there used to be road course ringers, right, in NASCAR or the guys on the Cup Series schedule. We'd go to Watkins Glen or uh, Sonoma, and you would have specific drivers that team team owners would bring in as road course ringers. But I feel like a lot of NASCAR drivers have gotten really good at road course racing, so you don't have as many ringers anymore. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you know, I, I would. Um you yourself, you know, you're, now, you're yourself not a, a bad road course yeah, driver. Yeah, I, I did run ovals until I was 13. <laughs> so uh, a lot of road course go-kart stuff growing up and some road course go, uh, legend car stuff. And mm-hmm. But in stock cars, it's all been oval stuff. So for me, uh, running those four road course races on Xfinity this past year was a lot of fun. And uh, the biggest thing is just making sure you stay on track and don't miss a, sh- miss a shift and mm-hmm. – um, you know, I was racing Bill Elliott there yeah, at Road America. I, so. I got the spot for you on that, on that race, so that was a lot of fun. That's intense, right? It is, for sure. Would you like to see more road course races on the NASCAR schedule, or are you good with just a couple? Yeah, you know, it's different. You got Cup running, what, uh, you know, three road courses yeah. now with the Roval. You got Xfinity running four. They have a bunch. Then you got trucks with one, but they got a dirt race. So you got a lot of different uh, NASCARs all about oval racing, and I like that part of it. Um but I wish we raced every week. Like, let's go race 52 weeks. I don't know how we're going to pay for it, but we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out, right? That that takes a lot of sponsorship to race that much. But, um, you know, I wish we were racing all the time. But at the end of the day, you know, keeping keeping true to, to the ovals, mm-hmm. I think, is important. But I think the, the Roval was interesting, and that's here to stay. We know that for a couple of years. And uh, the fact that trucks go to dirt is uh, pretty cool as well. So, uh, but I do like the idea of longer races and maybe something within NASCAR that uh, you have multiple driver changes, right? Because in NASCAR, you got the same driver running all, you know, two, three, four hours, where uh, these other forms of racing allow you to do driver swaps and get more names into the sport. And maybe you could have a, you know, a gold driver and a silver driver. You know, could you imagine a young driver? I don't know, like you put Noah G with Dale Jr., in a, you know, eight-hour cup race. I mean, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. What would that look like? Yeah, that'd be great. You know, you put Jimmy Johnson with Spencer Boyd. I mean, what's yeah. that look like? Yeah. Right? I mean, I tell you, that'd be a well, lot we of fun. Had, we had our own little mini endurance race at uh, GoPro Motorplex not too long ago, which uh, I'll give you a pat I mean, on the you back. you were there. I won. Yeah, you did. I did beat Greg Ives, though. Alex Bowman's crew chief. I beat everyone. Yeah, well, <laughs> you were supposed to beat my partner, but it didn't work out. Didn't work out. I got KC. He's a good dude. He's over at Stewart Hoff. Yeah, now. congrats. So, uh, pretty cool. But, hey, let's take a break. Okay. Looking to add a little spice to your life? Head on over to kickassbeefjerky.com and order yourself a pack of the Reaper sticks and take the Kick-Ass Reaper Challenge. Too much warmth? They also have flavors such as original, bacon cheddar, and my personal favorite, honey barbecue. To order some delicious kick-ass snacks, visit kickassbeefjerky.com. Use promo code BOY20 for 20% off. Also, receive free shipping on orders of $99 or more. Some exclusions may apply. Kick-ass beef jerky. It's just that good.
All right. We are back. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into our first topic here. Um, we've got the Alex Zanardi tweet. I'm going to go ahead and read it real quick. Yeah, pull that um, up. We got this from Mr. Clint Boyer. Let's see if I can find it here. Legend. Midwest boy. We like Clint Boyer in this house. From yes, Kansas. we do. So let me go ahead and read it real quick. Um, Clint Boyer tweeted this during the Rolex 24. It says, Cash and I watching Rolex 24 hours, and he asked about Alex Zanardi. We Googled all about him from his crash to his Paralympic medals to him now racing in the Rolex. Explaining this man's will to a four-year-old has helped even me realize how badass this guy really is. Hashtag hero. So, wow. I didn't even know much about Alex Zanardi before the Rolex, watching it. And uh, you can't help but be inspired by this guy. What would you think about him? Uh, I mean, it's impressive. Right, uh, gives you chills. Um, this guy, he accomplished so much in motorsports before the incident, right? And uh, for some of you guys that that don't know, um, Alex lost his legs in an IndyCar crash, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he's won medals in the Paralympics, and um, you know now he's racing again, right? Mm-hmm. So his will to live is uh, second to none, and um, you know, a lot of us, you know, you can't imagine going through something like that. You, you think your everyday life is hard. And then you got someone like Clint Boyer talking to his four-year-old son, Cash, about this. I mean, how, how crazy of a moment, right? Yeah. I mean, how do, how do you explain that to a four-year-old? How do you expect them to grasp that? But then four years old sitting there on the couch watching this man run lap times within two-tenths of, you know, your – a normal, yeah. right, a normal, amazing athlete, right? You look at all these race car drivers and go, wow, they are athletes. They are amazing race car drivers. This guy's doing it, and he's doing it with an extreme handicap. Yeah, I thought it was crazy the uh, the setup they had for him. BMW had a custom, um, like, brake and, and gas for him, obviously, since he can't use his sled. But, like, having the paddle shifters and different – you know, areas where he can operate the vehicle. Um, it was really cool to see how he could get in there and, like you said, run with the best of the best with his disability, and you would never even know from the outside. Right. So, you know he's an amazing race car driver, and he knows how to go fast, right? But then you put the guy in a situation where you have what you did with all your normal extremities, now you have to do it with your hands, right? You have to control a race car. With the steering wheel, right? Most of us take for granted two hands. Mm-hmm. Then, now, you're doing paddle shifting with those hands, and you're applying the gas with the left hand, and you're applying the brake with, uh, like, a, like, a bump stick or mm-hmm. something like that, um, like, kind of w- what you would see in a, you know, rallycross car, and that's what he has to use to brake. I mean, that's a lot going on, right? And then it has to become second nature. Yeah, that's, and then that's my thing is how how do you train your mind to be able to think through all of that with just your hands? You know, as as a race car driver, I'm sure you can attest to you you kind of get that you know um, muscle memory, I guess, right. and where you're just it's second nature. So that's pretty cool to think something like that as extraordinary to us to think like you would have to think through it on even how to do it. And to him, it's second nature. Right. Now. I mean, you got race car drivers talk about, oh, you know, a lot of people in sports, you know, I started baseball at five. I started golf at five, right? A lot of people start go-karts at five. 
and they have you know 20 years to become a professional at it and really learn that craft. Now you got a guy who, in a matter of what you know, 12 years or something like that, has you know accomplished all these gold medals, all these uh, you know accomplishments, as well as, as still being a state-of-the-art race car driver. And um, you know it, it's pretty cool. Uh, that he's making the most of this situation and uh, he's continuing to improve himself and, you know, uh, he's getting some attention, right, which is cool. You know, you want people to realize what he's been able to accomplish and uh, he's doing it with a smile on his face, you know, and like you you mentioned earlier tonight before we started this, that he wouldn't change it, right? Yeah, well, that's that's my biggest thing that probably caught me off guard is, um, I think someone asked him a, a question, you know, in, in terms of the accident and uh, his response just blew me away. It gave me chills just thinking about, he said, if, if I could, I don't, this isn't exact quotes here, just, uh, you know, recapping what he said, but he he basically said, you know, he wouldn't change anything about his past or his history. Um, if, if you could take it back because it's created him to be the man he is today. And I, I thought that was, really powerful um the fact that someone who's who's gone through something as traumatic as getting their legs taken away and to say how much it's helped him and improved his life i mean that's just inspiring yeah you know to to still be as aggressive as he is and you know persevere through all that um it's great to see and i think you know um you know we talk about you know nascar being a patriotic sport and all this i think what's cool is the 24 hours brings so many different backgrounds together. I mean, you have folks racing that don't even speak a lick of English, right? And sure. and it's you get the best race car drivers in the world in that event. And it's cool to see that uh, our NASCAR friends go out there and still uh, stand a chance to win and, and be the best of the best. And uh, Absolutely. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that'll take us to our next break. One A Auto Parts has joined with Spencer Boyd for an awesome 2019 Gander Outdoors Truck Series campaign. The folks at One A want to give you the incredible opportunity to come hang with us at the Atlanta Motor Speedway on February 23rd. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram, find the contest picture, follow the rules of entry for your chance to win this amazing experience. And be sure to cheer on the number 20 One A Auto Parts Chevrolet Silverado at a truck series race near you. And be sure to visit 1AAuto.com for all your automotive needs. We're going to take a quick All right, guys. We're going to take a, uh, a quick break. Tailgate talk. We got our buddy Josh Balicki. Let's go ahead and add him in here. All right, Josh, you there? I'm here. What's up, guys? What's awesome. up, Josh? Well, you're our How first you guest. We're doing good. You're our first guest on the Eagles Nest. Oh, that's awesome. That means a lot to me. You guys have grown to become uh, some of my best friends. You know, not not only at the track, but you know, Spencer, Josh, and I. You know, we all talk quite a bit throughout the week and. 
just about life, you know, aside of racing. Obviously, we talk about racing, but we also talk about life. So it, it means a lot to have me on your show. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's always fun to to chat about racing and and life and what we're doing and and what we got going on and uh, you know similar backgrounds uh, coming from the Midwest and uh, you I mean go ahead and drop it, man. What'd you uh, what'd you win in Wisconsin the other day? I won the uh, World Championship Outlaw Six Hundred uh, Championship at Eagle River Snowmobile Derby. So. It's uh, basically a midget chassis with a snowmobile engine and two skis. It's uh, we race on ice on an ice oval, and if you guys haven't seen any of the pictures, go to my Facebook, Josh Blicky Racing, and just scroll down. They're really, you know, they're cool machines. The first time I saw one, I basically said, you know, I need to race one of these, and I got in touch with one of the one of the owners, and he said, you know, I have an open sled, so this is my third year, and it it took me two years to really grasp how to drive. Because uh, I don't come from a dirt background, and, and you, you honestly drive them like a dirt car. So it took me a couple of years, and this year I had the opportunity to race a uh, really fast sled, an Eagle Outlaw chassis sled, and uh, you know we, we took home the gold. So that was really cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun, and uh, you know Josh and I and some buddies were, were looking at pictures, and uh, you know Trickle won a race in one of those and some other big legends in racing. So uh, congrats on getting the first trophy of the year. You, you beat us to get the first trophy, but that's okay. And, um, you know, you got a road course background. So let's talk about the Rolex. Uh, how much of the Rolex did you watch? To be honest, I didn't watch as much as I would have liked because one of my uh, best friends growing up, actually two of my best friends growing up got married. So that took away uh, most of Saturday, but I did watch the ending. Um, Obviously, when it was red flag for a while, they went back to racing, and it was in the rain. And I will say, I've raced at Daytona in the rain before in a Trans Am CA2 car, and it's slick. I mean, especially the bus stop on the back straightaway, you're crossing over the racing line. You know, no matter where you go, you're on the rubber. And, uh, you know, the, the preferred rain line is off off the rubber, off the racing line, completely opposite of what you do in the dry. And when it's wet like that, um, you, you know, it just turns to ice, basically. So it was interesting. I knew exactly what they were going through. And, you know, there were some people saying they shouldn't have red flagged the race and called it. But, you know, I agree. You know, those are million dollars of equipment there. Um, you know, and you're looking after everyone's safety, too. So I thought it was a good race. And it was really cool to see Alonzo win. You know, he's uh, one of the only people to win the uh, uh, Formula One Championship, Michael Grand Prix, and now the 24 Hours Daytona and 24 Hours of Le Mans. Yeah, that's insane. Um, so, Josh, Spencer and I were looking at some of the NASCAR drivers, just the history of NASCAR drivers um, competing in the Rolex. And, I mean, there's names like Mark Martin, obviously Dale Sr. and Dale Jr., Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, A.J. Foyt, Mitt Murray. I mean, just the list goes on of who all has competed in this. Would you one day – like an opportunity to compete in it if, if you know somebody called you up and said hey you know i got a team um being a road course guy and uh you know driving different pieces of equipment over your years is that something that you would be interested in doing i would absolutely love to i mean i'd be there in a heartbeat um obviously before i made the transition to nascar in 2016 my um my goal and my focus was sports car racing. And I had always tried to make a uh, Rolex 24 appearance. And, you know, I've, I've watched a race in person and it's just something special about race cars at night and just the 24 hours, you know, it's, it really starts the sports car season. And, um, 
you know, I really hope that one of these next years I, I can go there and I can go and race and, and win. I think we need to get a team of of you and Spencer and, I don't know, maybe Josh Williams, get, <laughs> get some guys together. And uh, I think we had a call about this, I don't know, say last Wednesday, Josh. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I, I mean, that would be awesome. That would be so much fun, but it would be such a great learning experience for all of us to do it, too. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a very competitive race, and I think people forget that because they think 24 hours. I mean, I don't have the stats here because it's not my job, but, uh, I mean, a lot of those race wins have come down to same lap finishes. And after 24 hours, how can people be on the same lap? It's crazy. You know, you see NASCAR drivers, you know, sometimes in a four-hour race, only, you know, 15 guys are on the lead lap. Can you imagine after 24 hours? And, uh, to kind of roll into the next thing, do you think NASCAR could do a 24-hour race? I think it would be challenging. Um, obviously, with the cars, you, you know, the sports cars are built a little bit more comfortable than the NASCARs, in my opinion. A little bit easier to drive, too, actually, the sports cars with all the ABS and the traction control. I think it would be treacherous. But I will say, however, I have competed in a 25-hour race in California. I've competed four times. And there was an old NASCAR truck that almost won the overall race. Um, it was an old NASCAR. I forget who drove it, um, but it was a legitimate old NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series truck um, just prepped by a couple older older gentlemen, and, and they were fast in it. So, you know, I think it's possible. You know, I think it would be crazy, but I think that it would be really entertaining, and I would love to do that. Yeah, you know, as a driver – uh, I think it would be cool. You know, I mean, obviously you have to change stuff, right? You know, back in the day, uh, there were a lot of cars that couldn't even complete, you know, the 500, uh, the 500 at Daytona. And then, you know, the next big thing to complete was the, the Coke 600 and, and things like that. Those are milestones. And, and now it's like very easy to do. And, you know, most of the cars finish or at least don't, you know, come out of the race due to, you know, mechanical failures and things like that. So there'd have to be a lot of changes for a NASCAR vehicle to last that long. Brakes and things like that become an issue. And obviously, depending upon the track, you know, going in an oval, um, there's a lot of tire wear and things like that. But um, hang out here with us, Josh. If you got a minute, we're going to roll into our next commercial break. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Covey, how did you get that beard looking so fresh? Well, Josh, I visited the fine folks at Jim Bob's Grizzly Beard Care, and they hooked me up with some incredible products. Oh, yeah? How'd you hear about that? Well, they're teaming up with Spencer Boyd for the 2019 season. Oh, yeah? Where can I order? Visit jbgbc.com for all your beard care needs. Again, that's jbgbc.com. Jim Bob's Grizzly Beard Care. Handmade, hand-packaged, veteran-owned since 2017.
we're back on the Eagles Nest with Spencer Boyd. I'm your co-host, Josh Spiarga. We are going to roll into our third segment with uh, our special guest, Josh Balicki. Um, so our third tweet came from NASCAR and NBC, and it was actually brought up by Dale Jr. And we, we kind of already got a head start on this topic, but I want to dive a little deeper into it. Um, could NASCAR ever run a 24-hour race? Dale Jr. tweeted that. And Doug Yates actually responded, "Of course we could." So, yeah, there you go. I um, I agree with Doug Yates. You know, he's an engine guy, so he knows that there's going to be complications and differences between, you know, a engine running at peak performance for 500 miles versus how many miles. I mean, could you do in 24 hours? I mean, you're looking at probably 2,500 miles or something like that. Uh, I'm not a, a math guy. I like to drive in a circle and sometimes turn right. But um, it'd be unique. And one thing about that tweet that Dale Jr. posted uh, kind of dives back into me talking about multiple drivers. He mentioned what if it had to be drivers that raced full-time regular season drivers and trucks, Xfinity, and Cup combined in whatever vehicle they chose to be the 24-hour race. I mean, Wow. I mean, I think that would be a lot of fun, don't you think, Josh? I think that would be a lot of fun, you know. Depending the track, you, you know, one one big variable, too, is the track, obviously. You know, if you're talking about an oval, it's a lot of wear and tear on your body. On a road course, you're going a little slower through the corners, obviously. So it's not physically as demanding as it is on an oval. You know, the ovals are, are challenging to your body. You know, the first couple times I've raced a mile and a half, you know, I, I was sore. So, you know, that's a big variable to consider, too, but I think that that would be awesome to have, you know, one uh, one truck driver, one Xfinity driver, and then one cup driver and have all three of them uh, obviously compete for the win. So let me ask you both this, since obviously you guys are both drivers. First, I'll ask you, Spencer, and then, Josh, you follow up. What 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 track would you want to see? I mean, oh, man. Do you guys want to see it on a road course, or would you want to see it on an oval, something completely different? I think it has to be a road course because the ovals, you know, that long of a race, it's going to be so strung out. You're going to have people in your way all day long. Um, I like the road courses. So what about the roval? I'd say uh, the roval is not a bad option, but I think personally a track like Road America, the longest track on the Xfinity circuit would be great for a 24-hour race. Yeah. What do you think, I agree Josh? with that. Obviously – Obviously, Road America being my home track, uh, that's my number one choice. But I do also look at tracks such as Circuit of the Americas in Texas. Uh, you know, I've raced there, too, and that's a, a world-class facility. Um, you know, it's new to a lot of NASCAR drivers because most NASCAR drivers haven't been there. And I probably have an advantage there, so I'm all for that. But my number one choice would definitely be Road America. So I went around Circuit of Americas in an Audi, and that was pretty awesome an R8. It's pretty cool. And that was one of my first experiences with ABS and things like that. And, you know, I've never raced with that. And that is crazy. I couldn't imagine NASCAR with that, how much different the racing would be. The braking zones would be totally different in NASCAR if we had that. Yeah, it's really easy to lock up the tires in a NASCAR and even get some wheel hop versus a sports car where most of the uh, modern GT3 cars, all the modern GT3 cars do have uh, ABS and traction control, so you really just mash on the brake pedal and let, let the computer do all the braking. Um, so it would be really interesting to see. But, uh, you know, to be honest, 
one of the reasons I do love NASCARs on road courses is because it's old school. You know, a lot of horsepower, uh, no ABS. You know, that's uh, that's cool. That's like old school racing. Yeah, I think it takes you way back to the Trans Am days back in the day, you know, 70s, 80s. Pretty cool. Yeah. So we're we're qu- quickly running out of time here, um, but I do want to give Josh his, his fair share. Um, Josh, real quick, you know, 30 seconds or a minute, Tell us real quick what you've been up to. Are we going to see you in Daytona? Um, what you got working on? Um, tell us Tell us what's going on. Yeah, or at man, least I've what you busy. can. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously I'm, I, I'm up here in Wisconsin, so I've been doing a lot of plowing, lots of snow, but I'm also working my butt off, obviously, just to uh, on the business side to, to take care of business and make sure I'm at the track. So I can say you will see me at Daytona, and um, – you know, you'll find out in what uh, later this week or maybe early next week, but I, I will be there. Awesome, man. Well, uh, you know, Spencer here with the Eagles Nest, and I can speak for Josh as well. Uh, Josh, PR guy, we're excited. We've had fun hanging out with you last year and, and look forward to seeing you at the racetrack this year. And thanks for being our first guest on, on the Eagles Nest. And, um, you know, out of respect, where uh, where can our fans find you and follow you on social media? Hopefully you can be their second favorite driver. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It means a lot to have me on your show. Obviously, uh, Josh Balicki Racing on Facebook, and Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, and Instagram is just at Josh Balicki. Awesome, guys. Well, um, appreciate everyone tuning in to the Eagles Nets with Spencer Boyd, Josh PR guy, Josh Balicki. We got a lot of Joshes in our uh, – and our Rolodex, but uh, we'll uh, send you off with a song, and uh, thanks for joining in. Thanks for watching, everyone.